All right, 1 Corinthians 12, verses 1 through 5. 1 Corinthians 12, verses 1 through 5. It says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I will not have you ignorant. Ye know that ye were Gentiles, carried away unto these dumb idols, even as ye were led. Wherefore, I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calleth Jesus accursed, and that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. Now, there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit, and there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. Look at this. Several things happen right away when a person accepts Christ as his or her personal Savior, Three of those things are they are baptized in the body of Christ, sealed with the Holy Spirit, and given a spiritual gift. All three of these occurrences happen simultaneously. This list is designed to explore various passages on spiritual gifts to point out seven purposes of spiritual gifts. Amen. Lord, ask for your power to reside upon me. I ask for you to allow me to bring a word like only you can. Allow me to bring a word for this hour. Not the 8 o'clock hour, not the 9.30 hour, but this hour in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right. All right. If you have not received a spiritual gift assessment, just make sure uh, you email us. Email us at info at willamaxwell.org, and we'll make sure we get you one to make sure that you get with your spiritual gifts um, because we, this is very important that you learn your spiritual gifts. We went over an intimate class at 9.30 after we taught at 8 o'clock, so we had an intimate class like 9.40, 9.45 or so, I believe, and we had a good time. Amen? But anyway, if you have your worksheet, we're going to work right along, and we're going to learn why God has purposed spiritual gifts. Amen? Number one, 1 Peter 4.10.11 says, As every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards. As the manifold grace of God, if any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. If any man minister, let him do it as the ability which God giveth. The God in all things, uh, that the God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom be praise and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Number one, spiritual gifts are given for God's glorification. For God's glorification. Did it say for your glorification? Your mama? Your boo? No. For God's glorification. Your gifts are not given so you can walk around and boast. Ooh, you heard that solo. I killed it today, girl. Girl, I killed it on Sunday. You better, girl. I had them slay. No. You have the gifts so that God can be glorified, right? You have gifts so that God can be glorified and it draws all men unto him not you. You don't preach so you can go around talking about, I killed it, doc. You heard me, doc. Doc, I killed it. No. You preach. You teach. You're healing. You're praying in the spirit. You're singing. Your exhortation. You're healing. Whatever gift you have is for God. It's to glorify him. It's to draw people unto his kingdom. That's why you have those gifts. That's why Paul said, if I boast, I'm a boast in the Lord. I'm not going to go around here talking about how good I am. It's about how God, how good God is, okay? So it's to glorify God. That's why he gifted you. He didn't give you those gifts for yourself. He gave you those gifts for himself. All right, number two. Number two, look at this. 
1 Corinthians 12, 4 and 5 says, Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are differences of administration, but the same Lord. Number two, spiritual gifts are given for kingdom operation. For kingdom operation. Not just for your church, but for what? Kingdom operation. That means the whole kingdom. All right, say if you go outside and the cement workers didn't do their job and you drive in your car and you got your nice little car and you going on these potholes. Wouldn't you be upset? What if you turned on the water and the water in your house didn't work? Because the water company didn't send you. Now, if you didn't pay your bill, that's why it ain't flowing. But I'm just, you feel me? You, you, you need it to operate. So God needs us to do our gifts so the kingdom of God can operate, not just so we can operate here, but so we can operate in the entire kingdom. You hear what I'm saying? So, so, so if I go outside and, 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 and okay, the cement workers don't work, what, what if I go out and the, and the lights don't work on the, on the traffic stops? Huh? We need all that stuff to operate, right? Huh? What, what, what if your AC doesn't work when you go home? You need everything to operate because why? Everything is important because you need that stuff, everything to work so that you can have a good, comfortable life. But that's the same thing with the kingdom. We have these gifts so that the kingdom can operate. But let us get into number three, and we'll get really into the lesson now. Romans 12, 6 and 8 says this, Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, whether prophecy let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith, or ministry let us wait on for our ministry, or he that teaches on teaching. Oh, he that exhorteth on exhortation. He that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. He that rooteth with diligence. He that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. Look at this. Number three, spiritual gifts are given for believers. What? Utilization. What does that mean? You need to use it. You know what is so, what's so frustrating? And it's, it's, it's like this throughout the churches in America. Only 15% of the people do the work. Because only 15% of the people operate in the gifts that God has given them. So you got a, a, a church of 1,000 folk, it ain't but 200 or something working. You know what I'm saying? That doesn't make any sense. God gave you these gifts to use. They say you don't use it, you what? But you don't lose your gifts. That's the, that's the great thing about it. Even if you never use your gift, it's still there. You're just not using it. You don't have to practice to do your gift, but you need to exercise your gift to get better at what it is God has given you. Okay? We need you to operate in your gifts or we're not going to win this battle. You, when you are here supposing to do your gifts and you're not using your gifts, you're causing us to lose because you're not playing your position. God said, I gave you these gifts to use them. If you can sing, sing. Now, if your mama the only one that can think you can sing. <laughs> we good. <laughs> now, if your mama, your daddy, and your cousin, and somebody outside the house, three folk outside the house saying anything, we can make a look at it. But what I'm saying is, you are giving these gifts for you to use them. 
That's why we want to make sure you understand what your spiritual gifts are. That's why we have these gifts. That's why I'm taking the time to teach you and not preach to you today because I really want you to understand your gifts. I want you to understand the importance of your gift. The kingdom is suffering because we're not operating in our gifts. Oh, yeah, yeah, don't hear me. I'm going to get into this lesson some more, and then I'm going I'm to I'm I'm sum some stuff up. Number four, it says, but the, 1 Corinthians 12, 7 says, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. Four, spiritual gifts are given to the body of Christ for the body of Christ edification. It's to build the church up. Do you know your gifts are here to edify the church? Your gifts are here so you can edify edify the church and make the church better. Your gift of administration, your gift of leadership, your gift of healing, your gift of prophecy, your gift of helps, whatever gifts you have are important for building up the kingdom of God. I just want to get to number five and then I'm going to kind of go through all these one second. Look at 1 Corinthians 12, 18 and 20. It says, but now hath God set the members, every one of them in the body, as it hath pleased him, as it hath pleased him. And if they were all one member, where were the body? But now are they many members, yet one body. Look, spiritual gifts are given for the local church's diversification. See, this is the thing. My gift, not your gift. Your gift, not my gift. Some of us may have the same gift, but we still have it in different proportions. Okay? Can you imagine this? Peyton Manning good, right? Well, let, let, let's go to somebody. I, I don't really want to say his name, but since he's he, he definitely great. Tom Brady. Tom Brady, a good quarterback, right? But you can't win a football game with all Tom Brady's. You can't win a football game with all quarterbacks, right? You can't win a baseball game with all pitchers or all shortstops, right? You can't win a basketball game without sinners. You, you need somebody to handle the ball. You, you got to have diversity. And so that goes with the kingdom. If you know you can't win a basketball game with all pitches, why do you think you can win a daggone kingdom with just a preacher? Huh? Why do you think you can win kingdom fights with just a pastor? Like the pastor will just get up here and do everything all the time. No, you need to exercise and use your gifts. That's why God gave them to you. For to edify the church and to handle situations. I feel like this. What if you just had all sinks in your house? Could you take a shower? What if you just had all sinks? What if you had all sofas, no bed, all chairs? You understand? You 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 know. Some some people do what they're not supposed to do. Now you shouldn't use the restroom in the tub. It ain't gonna work. What if you had all tubs and no toilet? You might not think the toilet is important until you don't have one. Huh? What if we, we come in, we act like the pastor is so important, we act like he can't, we can't do nothing without. But what if you came in here and the toilet was never clean? What if the trash never was taken out? What if we never cleaned up? You might want Jesus, but you find him somewhere else now, wouldn't you? You understand? Because everything is important. Every gift is important. <sighs> this is what I want to tell you too. And some of us, I know you've taken the gifts, but some of us are more gifted than we were last year and don't even know it. Because you need to assess yourself. 
Anybody play video games? I don't, but you play. You, I see you. Go ahead. You raise your hand. You play video games. You know how you go from one level to the next, and they give you more weapons? You know what I'm talking about? Okay, you feel me. So you go to the next level, they give you more weapons, right? They give you better arsenal. Why? Because you need them. When you start working for God, God gives you more gifts because he knows you need them. Can I ask you this? Who in here got a boring life? If your life is boring, you ain't doing nothing for God. Because let me tell you something. If you start doing something for God and using the gifts God gave you, when I tell you you're going to have some adventures, when I tell you the devil is going to be looking for you and you're going to have some drama, your life will never be boring. Because when you do something for God, the devil is always trying to come at you. But when you continue to do what God wants you to do, he's going to bless you. He's going to give you a good measure of blessing, pressed down, shaking together, and running over. Because when you begin to do what it is he wants you to do, he begins to give you more of him. Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. When I read my word and get more into my word, the Holy Spirit is magnified. Why? Because the word of God is the sword of what? The spirit. And the more I read my word, the more the Holy Spirit is magnified in me, so the more the giftedness is magnified in me. But if we don't read our Bible, what can we do? Some of us just got a little butter knife, a little pocket knife. We ain't got no sword yet because we ain't read enough of the Word. The more you read the Word, the more the Holy Spirit is activated in you, the more it is magnified in you, and the more power you walk in. Oh, you better watch out. If you start reading your Bible, watch the power that you walk in. Watch the giftedness that you walk in. Watch how much under control your life is. Because that's the manual for your life. We read books. We read the manual on how to put an easy bake oven together. Make sure our little baby girl can cook her little cakes. Huh? We make sure we read the manual to put the bicycle together so a little man can go ride somewhere. We, we read the manual to put a little bookcase together. Make sure we put the little books up. But we don't read the word of God to put our lives together. We need the Word of God so we can learn how to walk in the purpose and the gifts we have. Can I tell you this before I get into this? How many people keep chasing money? If you stop chasing money and chase your purpose, money will chase you. It will. Money will chase you. Blessings will chase you down. You will be blessed in your coming, blessed in your going, blessed in the valley, blessed in the field. You'll be the head and not the tail, above and not beneath, the lender and not the borrower. When you begin to read the word and walk in your purpose, stop looking for money and find what your spiritual gift is and line your life up with your gift because your gift is a clue for what your purpose is. The gifts are given without repentance. Remember, no matter how messed up you are, you're going to have that gift. No matter how much you sin, you're going to have that gift. But I need you to walk in the gift God gave you. Why? To diversify the church and make sure every position is handled. We can't win with all quarterbacks. You can't win with all linemen. You need some linemen. You need some free safeties. You need linebackers. You need a center. You need a quarterback, running backs cornerbacks, you know what I'm saying? You need all tight wide receivers, tight ends. You need all these different people to function in football. You need all these different people to function even in government. What if we didn't have anybody running the government? What if we didn't have, maybe that's not a good example today, but yeah. what if we went to the hospital and the doctor wasn't there? 
the nurse. You, the doctor, you, you still need the nurses. You need the nurse. You need the doctor. You need all the people in the position to be working where they are to make sure that your visit goes successfully. You understand? Okay, we understand that, right? We understand that we go to the grocery store, you know, we, we need the cashier, right? We do know that, right? Huh? We, we, we know we, we can't really check out, right? We know we're going to take our car to where we need the receptionist to, to greet us. We need a mechanic to fix it, right? We, we do know that, right? I'm just asking. We, we do know that, all right? When you go get your line and, and Popeye, no matter how long they take, I don't go to Popeye. They take too long. When you, when you go to the drive-in, right? You, you know the person got to tell you, you, you know somebody got to cook the food back there. Somebody got to take the order, right? Somebody got to bag it up, right? You know you need all that stuff to function. Why is it that we don't think God needs us to function our position in the kingdom? Hmm? We're supposed to be covering the entire world. Do you know the Bible doesn't say if America will humble themselves, I'd take care of them? It didn't say if, if, if the Jews, it didn't say if Islam, it, it didn't say if, if black folk or white folk. No, it said if my people who are called by my name, which means if my Christian people who are called by my name, come on somebody, humble themselves and pray, I and repent, I will heal their land. You understand? But sometimes, do you understand that we have to do our part? We got to humble and pray, but we have gifts. Come on, anybody watch Marvel movies or Superman and all that stuff, right? All of them got different powers, right? Wonder Woman got this, Batman got that. I went to D.C. just to help some folk out. You know, Spider-Man got this, the whole got that. Hey, they all work together to win, right? That's the same way we have to be in the kingdom of God. You may have the gift of helps. You may have the gift of prophecy. You may have the gift of teaching. You may have the gift of exhortation. So we have to bring it all together to make sure we all play our position because they're given differently. See, this is the whole thing. Do you, have you ever seen a baby with a big old head? Uh-huh. Don't you talk about that baby. You know why? Because that baby going to grow up to be big. Six, five. I'm telling you, the bigger your head, the baby come out, the bigger that baby going to be. Because your head hasn't grown that much. Your body grows a lot to the proportion of what you were born, but your head doesn't grow that much. So your head is pretty much almost the same size your head was when it came out. Thank you, Mama, right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Mama. Because your head ain't little. Your head did not grow that much. And that's how it is. Who's the head of the church? Christ. Christ is the head of the church. You just my armor bearer. Don't give out no more wrong answers, though, man. Just shh. Got the armor bearer. Don't read no Bible. I'm just, I'm just messing with you. He said, "Man." I <laughs> said it loud too. He said, "I'll cover it." I'm just messing with him, baby. I saw Deacon. I wasn't gonna with the Deacon saying something. <laughs> man is the head. No, Jesus is the head. Christ is the head of the church. Anybody watch Johnny Bravo? Johnny Bravo, big up here and look at the legs, right? That's how the church is. The church got a big old head, which is Jesus. I ain't calling your head big, Jesus. But, but the church has a big head, but we can't hardly hold it. We weak because the body of Christ is not working together. 
You're not walking in, working in your health because you don't think it's important. You're not working in your hospitality because you don't think it's important. You're not working in your teaching and your preaching because you're ashamed that you got it. You're not walking in your wisdom or your knowledge because you're worried about the spirit. You, you, you got to operate in your gifts so we can get this world together. The world is messed up because the church is not operating in the giftedness we're supposed to walk in. Oh. God gave you at least one gift. When you were baptized, you received at least, when you, when you believed and you said, Jesus, come into my heart, you were saved, you were sealed, you became a body of Christ, you became a part of the body of Christ, and you received at least one spiritual gift, at least one. Don't bury it in the sand like the one with the talent that only had one talent and buried it. No, God has given you a gift so that you can use it to glorify him and work in the kingdom. What is your gift? What is your gift? Figure out what your gift is and operate in it. Is it preaching? Is it teaching? Is it exhortation? Is it, is it, is it hospitality? Is it mercy? Is it making people feel good? What is it? What is your gift that God can use to enhance his kingdom? The problem is this. You think your gift is not as worthy if, if, it's, if it's something in the background. Newbies Grove asked me a question when I, when I, when I was uh, interviewing. They said, well, which ministry is important? I said, all of them, equally important. They said, why do you say that? I said, let me ask you this. What tire on your car is most important? One of them flat. You ain't going nowhere, right? You say, who's most important? People may say the preacher. No, the buck stops with me. But if we didn't have custodian staff and they didn't clean up, you ain't coming. COVID might be well over. Now, I'm going to just watch online, Pastor. We have got to begin to operate in our gifts. All right? All right. So they, they, they're given for us to use them. See, if, if I don't practice the saxophone, I ain't going to be as good. That's a talent. It's not a gift. It's a talent. You understand? So what I'm saying is this, but if you have the gift of prophecy, it ain't going nowhere. It's going to still be there, and God is waiting on you to use it because the gifts are given without repentance. This is what I got. I got to free the Baptist folk up. Some of us, praying in the Spirit does not save you, does not say you saved. You understand? But it is, it, it comes, when you receive the Holy Spirit, you will be able to pray in the Spirit. It just are you going to, you know, ask God enough for it to come? Not saying that you have to do it, but it's good to be able to do it. You understand? But that's nothing to be ashamed of if you can't, and there's nothing to be beating nobody in the head over if you can. If you have the gift of prophecy, you don't need to look down because somebody just may have the gift of teaching because all gifts are important. That's why when you start studying the spiritual gifts in, in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, you have to read 1 Corinthians chapter 13. You have to. Whenever you study the gifts of the Spirit, you need to read 1 Corinthians 12, which talks about all of the importance of them. You got to read chapter 13, which talks about love, and 14, which goes on and explains more about the gifts. You understand? And the reason why I say read chapter 13 is because it tells you if you don't do it in love, it means nothing. If you get up here, you can have a spiritual gift of singing, but if you just sing it to your boo in the back, you reduce it to a talent. And nobody is saved or delivered because you're not doing it to glorify God. You're doing it to glorify yourself. 
You can get up here and preach and scream and holler. And, and I know I told you. I, I can woo, get down with it. Sing, Lord, help me. Do all that stuff. But if you're not doing it out of love for God, it doesn't mean anything. No one will be saved. This is why I had to get comfortable with this because you know me, I like to preach all the time. And when I do these lessons, I struggle because I want to I get all theatrical because I'm, I'm a hype person sometimes. But, 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 but it's not about entertaining. It's not about making sure people know you can preach and you can pull it. It's about making sure that people get the information and understand and be built up. Can I tell you something about God? People always talk. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you a false prophet in a minute. You know how they always talk about the world going to end and everybody was getting scared and buying water? First of all, why are you buying water if the world going to end? Why? It's over, right? So <laughs> buying generator. What you going to plug it in? This, <laughs> the atmosphere? <laughs> I'm just saying, everybody was buying all this stuff. Let me tell you something. The world is not going to end anytime soon. Why? Because the church is not walking in its giftedness. Until God said he's coming back for what? A perfect church. A church that's walking in victory. If he comes now, it's like throwing in the towel because we're not walking in the power we're supposed to be walking in. Let me show you another reason why you're supposed to have these gifts. Let me show you. Let me show you. In Acts chapter 8, verse 5 and 6, it says, Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria. And preached Christ unto them. And the people with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. So they believed because they saw it. Look, number six, spiritual gifts are given for unbelievers' observation. The reason why God wants you to do miracles is so that people can believe. Oh, come on, somebody. How many Cowboy fans we got? It ain't as many. Because y'all lost. There's a few of y'all. Y'all die hard. But you know what? Let y'all win the Super Bowl. Everybody going to raise their hand almost. You, you hear me? I, I hear you. I hear you. You're a real Washington fan. I get you. Calm down. Calm down. All right, here. So, so what, what a Washington fan. What a Washington fan. All right, look. <laughs> but, but what I'm saying is this. What I'm saying is this. The reason why God wants you to walk in your gifts it's so the world can see your power. Oh, yeah, y'all don't hear me. It was amazing, and I was telling Reverend Walden the rest of the story. We had a young man who had been shot in the head twice, point blank, maybe more times than that, on his own porch, shot in the head. You know, we was at the old church. People started planning his funeral. Somebody, they going to have his funeral and that, and started planning. I said, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. How you going to plan a funeral? He ain't dead yet. God didn't say he going to die. They start talking about we need the police over here because he was in the game. We need to save all this. We need to have all this. And we need that. No, I'm like, no, 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 no. I went over there and prayed. He lived. You feel me? Now, it, it wasn't even for church folk to see, although church folks saw it. But I bet you some gang members got saved that I don't even know about. I bet you that. Because this man was shot point blank range in the head. Doctors said he was going to die. People started planning the funeral. We prayed for him and he lived. Do you hear what I'm saying? What's wrong with the church is we say, man, all them gifts was done away with when the apostles. 
That was when they really started walking in most of their gifts. See, see, back then the prophet might do a miracle, the king might do a miracle. What's up, man? The priest might do a miracle, right? But but when the apostles came, what did he say? He said, meet me on the day of Pentecost, meet me in the upper room, and he gave us what? The Holy Spirit. He gave it to everybody, which means he endowed us with the gifts. Some of us got to get the healing, some of us got to get the miracles, some of us got to get the prophecy, some of us got to get the of teaching. We received all those gifts so we could show the power of God. That's not when it ended, that's really when it birthed. So to say it ended with the apostles made no sense. You just afraid to walk in the anointing God has given you. And it will scare you sometimes. It will scare you. You know how you how you plug if say say I got um a say say you 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 plug something up and it's too powerful for the circuit. What happens? The circuit breaker shuts it off. Right? And sometimes because we have not grown, because he says, he said he wished above all things that we'd be prospering in good health, even as our what? Our soul prospers. Our soul is our mind, our intellect, our reasoning, our thinking. That's what needs to prosper. Because why? If it does not prosper, when the spiritual things come, our soul short circuits it. The circuit breaker of our flesh shuts it off. Because we have not grown enough to handle it. Some of us have a lot of giftedness in us, but we don't walk in it because our soul has not prospered. Oh, y'all don't hear me. Some of us have the gift of healing and prophecy and miracles in us, but we don't walk in it because we don't read our word enough and we really don't have enough faith. But we've laid hands on people and they've been healed, but we don't even want to remember it sometimes. Because we don't really want to walk in the power he's anointed us for. It scares us because you don't want to look weird. You don't want to look different. I got a secret for you. You are a peculiar people. God already told you you was weird. He already told you you're not like anybody else. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. Stop holding yourself back. Oh, I'm talking to myself right now. I know, I know, because I know I don't walk in. I don't know to walk in, but we're talking about child right now. <laughs> and see, the thing about this, when I looked at it and I was telling Reverend Walden, when I said that boy ain't going to die, no. And I was speaking in boldness because I love y'all. Oh, I love my Baptist people. I love y'all so much. But sometimes, 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 sometimes the, 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 the carnal mindedness of our denomination and not believing in spiritual things dilutes you. And I've been walking in dilution for a minute. Oh, y'all don't hear me. I ain't have enough sit before I walked into passing a Baptist church that I couldn't heal nobody. See, 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 y'all don't understand what I'm saying. You, so, some of us start getting our own little mind, our intellect, and we begin to hold and begin to try to put God on our level. Jesus didn't make no sense. This dude can't see. Jesus spit on the ground, put mud in his eyes, and he walked away and could see. Does that make sense? The prophet told the man, go watch in the dirty Jordan River seven times. Went down, nothing. Went down, nothing. Six times, nothing. I'm tired. Just go one more time. Boom. Come up clean. Stop trying to rationalize what God does. And when you begin to walk in your spiritual gifts, you'll begin to walk in more business gifts too. 
Because when God starts showing you stuff in the spirit that you do in the spirit, you won't be limited in business either. Oh, y'all don't hear me. I'm, I'm going to go and leave it alone. Some of y'all happy to be broke. Y'all happy to be broke? All right, then. Walk in your gifts and watch how God begins to bless you because he wants to bless you. He wants to give you a good measure of blessing, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. He said, I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse those who curse you, and all generations will be blessed through this. But see, when you begin to walk in your gift in this, that's when God begins to bless you. Oh, y'all don't hear me. Um, some of you all are chasing money. I said this before, but not chasing your gift. Your gift will make room for you. Your gift will prosper you. It doesn't matter how much money somebody else don't make. <laughs> if you operate in your gift, you can make money in it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't hear me. Number seven. Number seven, Acts 19, 11 and 12 says, And God wrought special miracles or worked special miracles by the hands of Paul, so that from his body were brought unto the sick handkerchief or aprons, and the diseases departed from them, and the evil spirit went out of them. Woo! Spiritual gifts are given for evil spirits' extrication. You're going to be delivering folk on your job. You know that? You remember when Paul got bit by a serpent and they said, oh, he's going to die. He the devil. And then he didn't die. He just shook it off. Right? And then he lived and they said he must be a god. You understand what I'm saying? You, you, you have the power to, to, to remove demons and some of y'all don't even know it. Can I tell you something? And I'm talking to the people who are not crazy. Okay? People who are not crazy. Because some, some people are crazy, and that's why they don't like you. I'm just playing. But seriously, you ever go to your job and some people don't like you, right? Do you know why they don't like you? It's not them. It's the Holy Spirit that's in you that's making that demon in them nervous. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Remember when the boy had the epileptic seizures in Mark chapter 9? Remember, the boy started going into convulsions. He didn't go into no convulsions before Jesus stepped on the scene. He was, they were talking, and the man wanted him to deliver his child, but it didn't say nothing about the child going through no convulsion. Soon as Jesus stepped on the scene, the boy started going. Why? Because that demon realizes that a greater spirit is in the midst, and it got to go. But the spirit has to try to convince him that he doesn't have to go anywhere. Y'all don't hear me? So he starts resisting more and fighting more because he knows now that Jesus is on the scene, this boy's about to be delivered. When you walk in your job, that demon already knows that you have the power to release them from that bondage, but they got to try to break the relationship. To make sure you get mad enough not to say nothing. Y'all don't hear me. That's why you got to walk in forgiveness so you can walk in your authority. If Joseph had never forgiven his brothers, he never would have became second in charge. You got to walk in forgiveness. You, I, oh, let me tell y'all a secret. Sometimes you don't want to talk to nobody. I understand. And sometimes you got to go to your job before it opens. If you don't have a key, be cool with a custodian, buy him some lunch, and let him let you in the building early, get you some oil, and put some anointed oil on them chairs, put it on their daggone doorpost, and watch God move. Or oh, y'all better hear me, or stay late, and you, you ain't got to say nothing to him. Anoint that office of your supervisor who keep giving you holy hallelujah all the time, and watch how God moves. 
Y'all don't hear me. I know from experience, I had a, a person that kept getting on my nerves all the time for no reason, always attacking me. I said, hey, man, I need you to let me in early. Bought them some breakfast. Hey, man, I need you to let me in real quick. Put in there, anointing it with oil and have no more problems. Why? Because I know I can take authority over a situation. Yes. I know we have mental illness. I know some people need counseling. Some people need counseling and uh, exorcists. And some people just need an exorcist. And some people just need counseling. But just because there's mental illness, that does not negate that some folk need deliverance. Church people, kingdom people, you need to start walking in your authority. They were taking handkerchiefs from, from Paul, taking a handkerchief there and taking them back to make sure that these people were healed. That's how much anointing he had. Why? Because he believed in God. It's not that the power that comes from you. See, the problem is you keep saying, God, I can't, I can't, I can't. We know you can't, but God can. And when you begin to submit your life to him and let him have control, you'll begin to do impossible things. Oh, y'all don't hear me. You can do the impossible as long as you believe in God. As long as you submitted to him. Oh, man. You got to walk in your authority, though. And the world can't do what you do. The sons of Sceva tried to do what Paul did, and the demon said, hey, Jesus, I know, and Paul, I know, but who are you? Beat the brakes off them, and they ran out naked. Uh-huh. When the apostles began to do some miracles, this guy Simon in Acts, he was a sorcerer. He tried to buy the Holy Spirit power from them and said, I want to be able to do what it is you do. Can I buy it? And he said, what? You're going to perish with your money. No, you can't buy the Holy Spirit. Do you know that the world envies you, but you don't even walk in it? Do you remember the angels in Hebrew said, what is man that you're mindful of him? You made everything to be subject under his feet, yet they don't walk in the power you gave them. The angels are upset because he gave you more authority than he gave them, but you don't walk in it. What? You mean to tell me we're not walking in authority? Well, first of all, this is your clue. If you're not walking in using your gifts, you're not walking in the authority God gave you. God has given you a gift, and you're supposed to be walking in your authority. Oh, y'all don't hear me. <laughs> God has given you unlimited power. You are not limited. You are limitless. You have no limitations but your own mind. God has given you power to tread on demons. God has given you power to heal. You just have to believe it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. See, I remember that. I'm, I'm just going to use you. Can I use you right quick, sis? Brother AJ had never walked before. Y'all didn't even tell me the mirror. They didn't tell me the five years later, y'all. I just wanted to choke you. You know that, right? I love you, though. I love you so much. Pray for Brother AJ. I ain't never know AJ hadn't walked before. Pray for him. He walked out the door that same day, right? I didn't know that five years later we got here, they told me, oh, yeah, remember you prayed for AJ. He walked. I ain't never know he couldn't walk. Oh, I ain't know you know that. I ain't never met him before. I thought they would just carry him up there because he was hyper. And then they put him down and he walked right out of the building. That's God. Right? That, that, is, that is God and his power. But we want to limit him and not believe in him. 
Brother, I'm going to use you for an example again. Brother Jarvis, we, we had to take Brother Jarvis off the insurance because he had no circulation in his legs and he couldn't drive. He got so mad. I trustee was like, look here, you can't drive. The doctor said he couldn't drive, but he still wanted to drive. Dude, you can't drive. The doctor said he can't drive. Had a wheelchair, walking, everything, couldn't drive. And then we prayed for him one day, prayed for him one day at the old church. And, and, and then all of a sudden, he, he, he came to my office, hey, pastor. I'm like, hey. You know me, in between services, they ain't the best time to talk to me because my mind ain't there. I'm special. So he kept saying, hey, pastor, you see, you see, hey, pastor, you see. And I'm looking at him like, what? But he my eldest. I'm like, yes, sir. But in my mind, I'm like, what do you want? <laughs> he said, look, look, look. He said, I said, what? And I'm just looking at him do that, but I couldn't pick up on what he was saying. And then he said, man, I can walk again. Get out of here. I ain't used a walker since. Y'all better watch out. And that was what? Back at the old church, at least four, five years ago. You understand? Because God has the power to heal, but we don't talk about it. Because when it happened, we, oh, Lord, I don't know nobody going to believe it. Oh, no. They be like, they ain't going to believe that he wasn't walking before. This is what I need us to do. Because this is going to help you in every aspect. Because, you know, I'm a practical person, too. I want you to walk in your spiritual gifts, but it's also going to help you with your natural stuff. See, I want you to walk in your spiritual gifts. Because when you start walking in your spiritual gifts and you begin to see that there's no, there's no limit, you'll know there's no limit in the business that you started. You'll know there's no limit in, 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 in the relationship mending with your husband or your wife. You'll understand that God can take your child who's doing so bad in school and turn him or her around and allow them to be able to graduate with honors. Because once you start walking in your gifts and see God do so many miracles, you will begin to understand there's no limit in nothing in my life. You understand? There's no limit. There's no limit to what God has for you when you walk in your gifts. God needs you. The church needs you. The spirit needs you to do what it is you're called to do. If you have a gift that you're not using, you're out of order. God wants you to use it. And the main place he wants you to use it is for his church. And once you begin to use it for your church, he's going to take you outside of it anyway because he don't want you to just be in here because the Bible says the field is the world. So he needs to take you and put you in the world. The Bible doesn't say don't be in the world. It says does not, do not be of the world. But he needs you in the world. You understand? We need some gifted singers. We can't make no babies. Talking about Jesus on the main line, tell him what you want. Well, I guess you could tell him what you want, but it, it don't work. You understand? You, you need some Holy Ghost-filled politicians that will begin to vote on things that even if it's not popular, not even worry about getting reelected, but they'll do it for, because they know it's the right thing to do for the people. And see, when you start walking in your kingdom authority and God puts you in opposition, you begin to change the world because you're in the position that God wants you. Everybody not supposed to be a preacher. Everybody not supposed to be a pastor. But everybody's called to do something. Even on your job as a custodian, if you got kingdom in you, you influencing that principle. I'm going to tell you this right now. Some of my stuff, I would ask my custodians. First of all, I'm going to tell you why I ask custodians. Custodians know everything that go on anyway because they sweet. They be paying attention, listening to everything. They'll tell you who with you, who not. 
If you cool with them, you will know everything in the building because they show sure listen to everything. They know every secret of everybody. Uh-huh. If you're kingdom-minded, no matter where you are, you can change the atmosphere. That's what I need us to start doing. I want us at New Beach Grove and whoever is partnering with us and whoever's with us to start walking in our kingdom power and our kingdom gifts so that God can use us to change this world. He don't just want you to change your house. He wants you to change your community. He wants you to change your city. He wants you to change your state. He wants you to change your nation. He wants you to change the world. You are a world changer. You are a mighty woman, a mighty man of God who is gifted. And I need you to know what your spiritual gifts are so you can know what area you're supposed to work in. See, the thing about it is if you're out of position, that's the problem. If I put Peyton Manning at linebacker, we ain't winning no Super Bowl. Huh? If I put Marshawn Lynch at wide receiver, we ain't winning no Super Bowl. If I put Michael Jordan on baseball team, don't get me, Mike. We ain't winning. <laughs> don't get me, Mike. I might be getting mad. Michael, come shut the whole internet down. <laughs> huh? Just keep it at 100. We have to be in position. Michael Jordan in basketball was in position. He liked baseball, but hey, Eddie Murphy, very gifted and comedian, not so much with singing. It ain't going gold or platinum. In position, he's famous. Out of position, not so much. You understand what I'm saying? So the same way if you're out of position with a worldly job, huh? If you know you can't put Nolan Ryan at center field, he was a pitcher, for y'all who don't know. If you know that, right, then why would you put somebody in helps that's gifted only in helps in the pool pit? Why would you put somebody who should be an usher that can't sing on the praise team? We need to play our position so we can change the world. Do y'all want to change the world? I think we can change the world. But the only way you can change the world is being in the right position. So for those who have done their spiritual assessment, we talked about it. We talked about it intimately in between services. If you haven't done it, do it again. Do, if you haven't uh, completed it, complete it. But again, even if you've completed it before, like a year or two ago, complete it again. Because when I became a pastor, I, when I took the assessment, I realized God had given me more gifts because I needed them in order to function as a pastor. So I need you. One gift I did, I'm going to go ahead and confess. One gift I did not have. And people don't understand. I might fuss about it, but I still give you mercy. That gift was just obtained a few years ago. I fuss about it, but you still here, and I didn't fuss at you. That's mercy in my mind. When I was just a principal and assistant principal and wasn't a pastor, I ain't fuss at all. Bye. My fussing is at least I'm getting it out. <laughs> I need you to walk in your gifts. God wants you to walk in your gifts. 
the world is suffering because we're not in position. If you know Peyton Manning don't need to play wide receiver, if you know Marshawn Lynch don't need to play quarterback, you understand? Please, please get in position in the kingdom so that we can make a difference. Amen.